Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Church Boy Confessions. I'm not going to lie. Either it was maybe a long week or it just feels like I have not sat behind this mic and recorded in a long time. I don't know. But if it is a hard, uh, if it was a long week, you know, thank God you made it past all of that. Um, of course, I mean, it's been a very long week for a lot of us um, with everything that's going on with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and seeking justice and everything. And um, real quick, I do want to say, yo, make sure you're, you know, taking time to help yourself uh, mentally, you know, take time to have some self-care. Mental health is very important. And I feel like a lot of I mean, every second that you spend on social media, it's amazing keep the conversations going keep everything going but at the same time seeing all that stuff every day can be one it can be traumatizing if you're seeing you know the videos and stuff like that then also it could just be very tiring and wear you out so please continue to fight the good fight everybody but also take some time for your mental health to make sure i mean we need you at your tip-top shape we need you 100 percent. we're gonna get justice we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing um, today, this message is not so much particularly about everything that's going on as much as it was inspired by everything that was going on. Um, and it really reminds me of my episode I probably did like a couple months back um, called The Misrepresentations or Misrepresentatives of Christianity. Um, basically, let me talk about how this came about. You know, we look at the Christian response to George Floyd. I think that a lot of the Christians that you see on social media, leaders, whatever it might be, um, the main thing that they want to talk about when it comes to George Floyd is making sure that the people who are reacting have a forgiving heart. Make sure you forgive and make sure you stop looting. Those are not wrong answers. Let's be very clear. Those are not wrong answers. But as an African-American male, I would say that, you know, that's not necessarily the Christian response that I would have wanted to hear to start everything off, you know, less than 24 hours after this man died in cold blood all Christians that I see on, not all Christians, I'm sorry, but a lot of Christians that I see on social media talking about forgive and start condemning the people who are reacting and everything. And, um, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, I had a conversation with, really one of my closest friends and um, editor-in-chief of Unassociated. Her name is Danielle Clayton. Um, And I would say that, you know, we were talking about forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking about how all these people were talking about how we needed to forgive. And um, for me, I was very frustrated with everything that was going on. and I was telling her, I don't like how everybody's telling us forgive. Although, yeah, we should always forgive. But it's just like, I just feel like it's untimely. And she went as far to make a very important point. And I think that she even highlighted it in her past editorial. Um, whereas she's talking about how she doesn't believe that a lot of these people who claim to be Christian are telling us to to forgive because it's the Christian thing to do. But you see a lot of Christians and some of these Christians are people who are actually white supremacists. So I don't know if you call them Christians and white supremacists at the same time, telling the black community to forgive, not because it's the Christian thing to do, but quite frankly, it's more cynical matter. And then just wanting to not be accountable and for us to just move on and stop making them look bad. And I started to think to myself, man, it's it's kind of upsetting to me that the image of Christianity in the 
average human being that I've at least come to, you know, association with, they see Christians as a hypocritical and judgmental people. Republican, hypocritical, judgmental, oppressor, all that different stuff. And to me, it's very upsetting. Scratch the Republican part because I don't want to get into a political thing. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But it's hypocritical and judgmental. Christians are hypocritical and judgmental. For the longest, for the longest, whenever I'd hear this stereotype, I would just flat out disagree. I thought it was out of pocket that people were even saying that in the first place. I felt like, sure, you have some of your bad apples in the world. And for you to generalize Christians, that's really bad. Until I truly started to see it for myself. I thank God that I'm raised, you know, in a Christian household where, thank God, I don't have many hypocrites and judgmental people around me. Right. Um, the churches I've gone to have been quite accepting. I mean, I've, I've been preached to by pastors who've had their own um, time in the world and repented. And they know not to judge anybody else because they know what they did in the past. And I, I think I'm I'm lucky to that for that to be my introduction to Christianity. But a lot of people um, haven't had that. So I haven't really seen the judgmental, hypocritical folk that everybody has been raving about my entire life. Um, that is. Until now, when we talk about a lot of the responses to George Floyd, um, and we can also talk about my encounter on TikTok. We started TikTok, everyone, unassociated. Same tag that we have on Instagram is our actually TikTok tag. Thank God we got that. Started a uh, TikTok, and by the grace of God, one of our posts went not viral, but got really popular, and we got a whole bunch of followers out of nowhere. It was just amazing. It was great. Um but it was kind of, you know, bittersweet because that post, it, it was a chance to rapper post and it was him being um, interviewed by the Breakfast Club. And um, while he was talking, he was talking about God, but he happened to use the S word multiple times. Um, and all it was, was my comments flooded with these people talking about how could he be a christian and cuss at the same time he's not a real christian he's a false teacher he's this he's that and just going in on my boy chance like just going in and to me it was it was it was sad and then you see some people saying like yo like you don't know this man's life you don't know how much effort he puts behind it like why are you guys just judging him whoop and just went on the whole debate in the comments and i felt kind of bad i felt bad just because first of all i like chance and second of all i mean we don't know how much effort some human being is putting into not sinning, but we just like to judge based on the appearances. And it's a lot of it's a lot of Christians that will judge. Right. Um, and then they say, oh, I'm allowed to judge because the Bible says I could judge righteously. That verse that they're talking about is specifically when Jesus said, don't judge based on appearance, judge righteously because he was healing on the Sabbath and he was sitting and and, you know, breaking bread with sinners and everything. He said, don't judge on appearance, judge righteously. But then they use that verse to judge on appearance, which is just crazy. But we'll get back to that. Um, quite frankly, what I'm trying to say is through these experiences, I've come to recognize that these Christians do exist. Now, if you want to debate on whether you want to call these people Christians or not, because Christians technically mean you're being Christ like and that's not necessarily like Christ. Go ahead and do that um, for the sake of this. You know, I have my own personal opinions on it. 
But for the sake of this podcast and me preaching the word of God and nothing more, nothing less, I'm not going to say that these people are not Christians. I'm not going to say that these people don't have Jesus in their life. I'm not going to say, you know, it could be a struggle that they're going through judgmentalness if that's a word, can be a struggle that these people are trying to overcome just as much as you that may have to try and overcome sex or cussing or whatever it might be. Okay. For that, let's, 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 uh, let's make that clear. But I wanted to point out something that, you know, it, it's for, for Christians that are being Christ-like in this manner, we have to realize that, yes, we always look at the sinful world and we see that, man, there's a lot of things that are wrong in that in this world. There's a lot of things that need to stop. People need to stop sinning, all that different stuff, right, and, and repent. Um, and it's almost like we're fighting a war. It's us versus them. But I want to help you guys understand something, that this is not a one-front war. This is a two-front war. Because on one side, you have the sinful world. And I wouldn't even say it's a war against the people. It's, it's the spirits. You have the sinful world. And then on the other side... So it's not talked about as much. You have the Pharisees. What the heck are the Pharisees? You have your judgmental, hypocritical folk. Right? Recognize something. Now, this is not a new dynamic. When Jesus came into the world, you had a world full of sinners on one side, and then you had the Pharisees on the other side. The Pharisees were the scribes. They're the teachers. They're the people who rolled the scrolls, and they'd walk with their hands um, uh, prostrated in prayer and all that different stuff. And they were hypocritical, and they were judgmental, and they had the image of godliness, of righteousness, but in truthful, in, 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 in truth, they never practiced what they preached. They just told you what to do, and if you didn't do it, they judged you, and they lived like however they did and if they did something righteous it was done in the public just for everybody to see it was it was a photo op and the reason why i like to point out these people is because unfortunately this is the perception of christians in america the judgmental the hypocritical and quite truthfully these people these people have become the gatekeepers of christianity they become the gatekeepers. But as far as I know, the only true gatekeeper between you and a relationship with God is yourself. There should not be any other gatekeeper. So for all those people who have experienced judgmental, hypocritical Christians, first and foremost, I want to apologize. I want to apologize not because... You know, it's kind of weird when, like, you know, people apologize when it's not necessarily you, but just the fact that you believe that that was representation of Christianity. As a Christian, I'm going to apologize to you. I'm sorry that you had to do that. I'm sorry that that person said that you're going to go to hell. I'm sorry that that person looked at you up and down when you walked in to church. I'm sorry that that person judged you. I'm sorry that that person talked behind your back. I'm sorry that that person was racist to you. I'm sorry that that person didn't allow you in church unless you had to pay them a little something, something, whatever it might have been. I'm sorry. And more importantly, I want you to know that that is not the proper representation of what we're doing here. That's not the proper representation of Christ. And I pray that as I reveal to you how much of not a representation of Christ is to you, that breaks away this idea of them being the gatekeeper between you and God through Jesus Christ, so you're able to find that relationship without having to worry about the judgmental, hypocritical, 
bad people at church. Matthew chapter 23, and I'm going to read from verse 5 to 7, and I'm going to read from verse 25 to 28. I recommend, I truly do recommend that you guys read this entire chapter for yourself, because this is a chapter that Jesus went in. Jesus was on helmets. So this is Jesus um, speaking in regards to the Pharisees. These are the judgmental, hypocritical Christians. It says, but all their works they do. Oh, uh, starting at verse five. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries. Sorry, I don't know what that means. And enlarge the borders of their garments. They try to look righteous. And love the uppermost rooms at feasts. Oh, yeah, they love that status. And the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. Oh, they love to be popular. And to be called of men rabbi, rabbi. They want to be referred to as something, a teacher as, as, as with status and, 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 and authority. Jump into verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter but within they are full of extortion and excess extortion and excess interesting thou blind pharisees cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter that the outside of them may be clean also woe unto you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for ye are like unto whited sepulchres which indeed appear beautiful outward but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye are outwardly appear, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. May God bless you hanging the reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, oh man, oh man. Boy, did Jesus go in. I want you to look at Verse 26, where he says, you cleanse first, uh, I'm sorry, at verse um, 25, where you clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but inside is full of extortion and excess. Think about that. You see these judgmental, hypocritical people appear to be perfect. Oh, don't you hate that? Those Christians that always feel like they're perfect and that they can look down on everybody else. And it looks like their lives are perfect as far as you know. So that really makes you mad, doesn't it? But the Bible points it out. You clean the outside of the cup, but inside the cup is filled with extortion and excess. These Pharisees were more concerned with the status and the authority that came with the title of being religious religious men than they were about actually having a relationship with god think about that these are the people in the church these are the people in the church and guess who's speaking at this time this is jesus speaking and he's calling out what would be today's quote-unquote church folk you know, I'm not just saying folks that go to church, but there's a specific type of person we talk about when we hear the word church folk that fit all the stereotypes, the judgmentalness and the hypocrisy. 
They have the image of righteousness and holiness. They're a deacon, maybe. Maybe they're a deaconess. Maybe they're a pastor, whatever it might be. Whatever status that they hold, an usher, whatever it might be. And outwardly, they look so righteous. But inside, man, extortion and excess. I want you to understand something that Jesus was rebuking the judgmental, hypocritical folk. And I want you to recognize something that when we say the word Christian, there's no place in the world where Christian is written down in the Bible. We came up with that name because we wanted to cat. I don't know if it was we, us Christians or if it was somebody else, but we were seen to be Christ like to act like Christ. So call us Christians. But do recognize that when somebody is being judgmental and hypocritical, that's not being Christ-like. That's not. Because I, I really feel for some people who feel like they can't go to church because they're amidst all these different people. Yo, find another church, find another group, find another friend group, whatever it might be. Isn't it funny that Jesus was hanging out more with the sinners than he was the pharisees and quick disclaimer this doesn't mean that oh i could just hang out with the world and be friends with the world because the pharisees remember i said this is a two-front war because we're so used to calling out the sin of the world right we're so used to seeing the wrong in other people but a lot of us need to also see the wrong that is going on in the church of today the Pharisees are still here. But there's a reason why Jesus hung out more with the sinners is because he came to save them. He came to show them life, eternal life. There's a verse in the Bible where he says, are you, you know, does the doctor come for the healer or does he come for the sick? The Pharisees already saw themselves as holier than now. They didn't feel like they needed Jesus. In fact, they didn't like Jesus. So he had to go to the sinners and show them the love and show them compassion and show them truth, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've had to witness all of this go on. I'm sorry that, you know, when you were young, a young age, you were condemned. You were condemned. I'm sorry that a lot of that trauma is still with you. But I just want to let you know that there is a Jesus Christ and there are people who truly try their best every day to live like he did. And I pray that you find those people. I pray that you do. And I pray that you be strengthened because I'll tell you, just because you continue to live your life and you recognize that these people are not being Christ-like doesn't mean that they're going to stop talking. They're going to continue to judge you. They're going to continue to get on your head. So this is a word to the hypocritical Christians of today. You don't got to call yourself out. Just listen. In verse 14 of Matthew chapter uh, 23, I didn't read it earlier. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Hmm. What exactly greater damnation means, I do not know what that means specifically, but it sounds really bad, right? It sounds 
really like that judgmental hypocrisy is something that can, you know, harm your salvation. So with that being said, yo, for your hypocritical Christians, make sure that you got to repent from them, man. The same way you're trying to tell people to repent from cussing, from having sex, from doing drugs, whatever it might have been. Make sure that you're not being judgmental and hypocritical, man. You got to get right with God yourself. Ask God to come in and help you to stop judging other people. Stop with this holier than thou thing and stop trying to look good for other people to to see you as holy and actually have a relationship with God. A message to the sinner. All of this, me reprimanding the Pharisees and the hypocritical Christians, judgmental Christians, does not give you a license to just go out and do whatever you want because you're not going to be judged for it. No, if you really want a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to be serious about that. And you come to him. And the way you stop sinning and get better, I don't know why I did air quotes, but the way you stop sinning and the way you get better is not going to be by people judging you and you feeling bad. So you start acting right because you don't want to look bad in front of other people. No, you get better as a person. You sin less and less because your love, the love in your relationship towards Jesus Christ grows grows and grows soon you don't even want to sin no more because your love for him is so great jesus comes into your hearts and he washes you clean that's what the process looks like this is not a license for you to do whatever you want and not feel any shame no 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 if you want to be in a relationship with somebody you gotta you gotta you know what i'm saying compromise you gotta do what you gotta do and that love that you have for that person is gonna make you want to please that person every day every hour of the week or every hour of the day every day of the week and i want to leave you with you know this quick uh story that happened in the bible where it was the pharisees or the scribes whatever whoever they were a crowd of people brought a woman to jesus and this woman was just caught in adultery a sin And they were trying to trap Jesus for whatever, trying to charge him for anything. And they brought him to Jesus and he said, Jesus, what do we do with this woman who was caught in adultery? And Jesus said, let he, you've heard, you've heard the line. Let he who has not sinned cast the first stone. And they all left. Right. And then what, what happened after that was that Jesus asked the woman, where are those that condemn you? She said, I don't know not here and jesus said i'm sorry this is in john chapter 11 i'm john chapter 8 and jesus said i don't condemn you either go and sin no more we don't have condemnation but we still have the charge of god to go and try our best every day to sin no more Listen to Jesus. Don't listen to the hypocritical, judgmental folk. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it's a two-front war between the sinners of the world and the Pharisees. Nothing has changed from when Jesus was out here, man. Make sure that you're not being hypocritical and judgmental, man. And make sure you're not out here just doing whatever you want without actually considering what each of your actions will have what type of effect each of your actions will have on your relationship with God. 
Um, with that being said, let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this time that you've given me to speak to your, for your children, Lord. The child listening right now, Father God, may have had so many traumatic experiences or hard experiences where they've come in contact with the Pharisee. And that Pharisee has been the gatekeeper between them and you. And that Pharisee did not let them in. But Father God, I pray that you give that person strength, Lord Jesus, in this time, Father God, to see past the Pharisees and judgmental Christians, hypocritical Christians, Father God, and recognize what it truly means to be Christ-like and fall in love with that, God. And fall in love with that. And for the person who has trouble being judgmental and being hypocritical, Father God, I ask that you please help them to take the moat out of their eye before they try to take the moat out of anybody else's eye, God. I just help them, Father God, to look in the mirror and focus on growing with you. Personal self-development with you, Father God, before they go and try to condemn everybody else. and Help them stop condemning everybody else, God. Thank you, Father, for this time. And I pray that this lesson really did hit home for people. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you guys. I truly do love you guys, for real. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. And I and I truly hope that, you know, um, as you go forth, you, when you meet a hypocritical Christian, whatever it might be, just recognize, man, hey, you don't judge them, of course, because you don't want to judge them back. But recognize that, hey, man, if people aren't being Christ-like, then I don't got to take after that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to see that as a representation of Christianity. Um, love you guys. Got a um, got a new video. Um, I needed a conversation video coming out this week about black men. So hope you guys can tune into that. Just look out for it on our Instagram and our website and everything. So hope you guys have a wonderful week. Love you guys. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.